This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. This episode of All Possibilities is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio. How much of your life is certain? And how much is actually maybe? The difference in these two ways of thinking and the ability to have hope for what can be instead of what must be can completely change the quality of anyone's life. Coming up, you'll hear from Alison Carmen, author of The Gift of Maybe and a business and life coach. You'll learn how she was a stressed out attorney, addicted to certainty, and how reading a fable created a turning point, leading her to come up with the philosophy of maybe. Learn how to get past your fear of uncertainty and the need to control everything in your life by applying the maybe mindset in your career, relationships, and business, releasing you to greater happiness and fulfillment. Welcome to the All Possibilities Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Chan, intuitive life purpose coach and founder of Being My Purpose. Together, let's embark on a discovery of all possibilities. Allison, it's so great to have you on the show today. Oh, thank you, Julie. I'm so happy to be here. Let's start off with your story. How did you become a business and life coach when you were an attorney for a number of years? Well, I always say that I was addicted to certainty. And if I didn't know what was going to happen next in my life, I projected things were going to be bad or they weren't going to work out. And I think a lot of us have this problem in society today. We write all these stories about what needs to happen because we're so worried that life's not going to work out. And for me, the story that I wrote and I was very worried as a child. I was always worrying about my grades, what boy liked me, what was going to happen, you know, in the future. And I wrote this huge story that I was going to become an attorney at a very large law firm. I was going to make a lot of money and I was going to marry this great guy and the balloons were going to come down. I wouldn't have any more worries in my life. And I worked really hard. I went to college. I went to law school. I got that big job. I married that great guy. And I actually remember walking to work my first day feeling I've arrived. Think things are wonderful. And the second day of work, my office mate came into the office and he said, hey, Allison, did you hear they're firing half the first years? And I was a first year. And I remember in that moment, I realized that I would never have certainty in my life because I'd worked so hard and so long to reach that point. And when I reached that point, there it was, uncertainty was there again. And there was nothing that I could do about it. And I ended up not getting fired, but because I had that realization I couldn't control my thoughts anymore. I couldn't control my mind. I stopped sleeping. I started to get sick. And I started to run to all these doctors thinking someone was going to help me, um, help me with my anxiety, help me with my worries, but nothing helped. And so I kept trying to change my life on the outside, figuring when I change my life on the outside, maybe something will feel better on the inside. And I just kept getting worse and worse until one day I heard this be beautiful Dallas story. And it was about a farmer. And this farmer had a horse and his horse ran away. And his neighbor came by and said, you have the worst luck. And the farmer said, maybe. But the next day, the horse came back with five mares. And the neighbor came by to the farmer and said, you have the best luck. And the farmer said, maybe. But the next day, the farmer's son is on the horse. He falls off and breaks his leg. 
And the neighbor comes by and says, you have the worst luck. And the farmer said, maybe. But the next day, the army comes to take his son to war, but he can't. they can't take him because his leg is broken. And the neighbor comes by to the farmer and says, you have the best luck. And the farmer said, maybe. And in the Taoist tradition, the story means things are neither good or bad. They just change. But for me, when I heard this story, I actually felt a pop in my chest because it was the first time I realized that, yes, life changes, but just because it's changing doesn't mean that things can't get better, doesn't mean that new possibilities can't come into your life. So I went from this place where the minute something bad happened and I felt doomed and worried and things were over to this open place where I realized that life was always filled with possibilities. And it's always through this idea of maybe, maybe what's happening is good. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe I'll be okay. And it sounds so simple because it's just this little word, but this little word for me is this freedom, this freedom that I could live life without worry, without projecting into the future and be very present. And so that's how it all happened for me. It was my fear of the unknown that led me on this path to, to liberation. I love the the story because I've heard it before. Mm-hmm. And, and what strikes me when I hear it again, when you share it, is that I normally, I, I can understand that if something bad were to happen, that that I would say, okay, maybe there, you know, there could be a silver lining. We don't know yet. And then when something good happens, that's actually the point where I forget about maybe. I'm like, yes, <laughs> like something good happened, and like this is the reason why. Yeah. And yeah. and so I kind of rationalize that you know all these bad things happened in order for this good thing to happen, and then like full stop. Period. That's it. But the, the fact that the story has the farmer saying maybe to the good things, how do you how do you see that? Does that prevent people from feeling all the joy or or do you see it as, you know, let, let's just be um, open and neutral to whatever life throws our way? Well, it keeps you open, but also keeps you hopeful. I think what happens is that when good things are, are happening, people start to get rigid again. Because we just shut down. Like, we're like, okay, now things are good. Now I'm safe. Now I'm secure. And that's sometimes when we get ourselves in trouble because life changes again. So with maybe you constantly know that it, it doesn't make you sad when bad things happen. You just know that life has this flow. This, there are all these changes always happening. So it, it keeps you open. It keeps you flowing. And you realize that, okay, I, yes, I can't wedge so so tightly into when good things are happening, but I could still enjoy them and I could still be with them and I could still be present with them. And if something does change, then, then maybe we'll bring other things into my life again. And, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes people are just as fearful when things are good as when they're bad, because when they're bad, they're afraid they won't get better. And when they're good, they're afraid they're going to get worse. So maybe kind of allows you to just be more open and flowing and you live with more joy and hope because you recognize the changes in life have, has all, all different things and all different experiences and all different depths. And there's always something in the moment, right, for us to experience. So I find maybe allows me to have more joy because I'm not afraid. Because I know if this good thing does pass, something else will happen again. And even if it's bad, then maybe we'll bring something else. So I'll just keep being open and flowing in my life, and I'll experience all there is, all that's possible for me to have in this lifetime. Hmm. How does maybe relate to two things? One is, I think, of positive thinking like every everything's dandy and and let's manifest you know a car and a house and all of that and then the other is how does maybe relate to surrender okay i love positive thinking when i read norman vincent peel's book i was like this is for me i'm going to be a positive thinker 
And I remember one day I woke up in the morning and I said, no matter what happens all day long, I'm going to stay positive. So if I was upset, I would just hold the positive thought. Don't get upset, Allison, just stay positive. That night when I went to sleep, I had a nightmare that my father died, my mother died, my father-in-law died, my mother-in-law died. I woke up, fell asleep, had the exact same dream. And I really, when I woke up that morning, I realized that the reason this happened is I wasn't allowing myself to feel. And so we have to be very careful with this, this wanting to be positive. If you're afraid of the unknown, it's really hard to be positive because what happens is you wake up in the morning, you're like, today's going to be a great day. But the minute you don't get the client or your business is not going the way you thought, that negative thinking is going to come and then you're going to be battling it all day long. So either you're going to suppress what you're feeling and the positive thinking is going to win, but that's going to come back up at some point or you're going to lose the battle. And that's why maybe is so beautiful because it allows you to say, okay, I didn't get that client. Maybe I'll get another client tomorrow. Maybe I wasn't supposed to get it. Maybe I'll still be okay. So it allows you to be open, hopeful, joyful, but at the same time, you're not pressing so hard on yourself that everything has to be one way to be okay. And positive thinking makes you feel that way. It makes you very linear. It makes you think this is what needs to happen for me to be happy. This is what needs to be ha happy. This is what needs to happen for me to be okay. So positive thinking is beautiful, but you have to be okay with the unknown. So if you're okay with how life flows and you're not worried about uncertainty, then you could hold that thought. But if things scare you in the world, maybe it's going to be a better platform because when something bad does happen, instead of getting all negative, you'll be able to say, okay, life has maybe, things will change. There's still hope. Life is filled with possibilities. And as far as surrender, I think was your second question. I think maybe is, is a type of surrender. It helps us surrender. Because again, sometimes we're hanging on to what, how life needs to be because we're scared we're not going to be okay. That's ultimately why all of us are afraid of the unknown, because we're afraid. We're afraid that there's terrorism. We're afraid our children won't be well. We're afraid we're going to lose our job. We won't be able to pay our mortgage. So we have all these fears all the time. So we feel like if we let go, then our life's just going to go to crap, right? But what maybe does allows us to see that we're in pain because we're holding on. We're in pain because we're saying our life just has to be one way. So with this idea of maybe it allows you to open up, say, okay, I didn't get that job. Okay, my child's struggling, but life still has maybe. So I can let go in this moment of what I'm afraid of. I can let go of how I think the future needs to be. And I could sit in this place and maybe and realize that life keeps changing and maybe it'll get better and maybe we'll find an answer. Or maybe the world will become a more peaceful place. So I can let go of all the fear. And when you do that, you become very present. And we all know when you become present, that's when you really avail yourself to all possibilities. So I think maybe is really an integral part of surrender, especially when you're so afraid of the unknown. From the way you describe it, it sounds like it's, it's, a, it's a way to get the foot in the door to this sense of presence, this openness, this ability to see outside of what may be right in front of you right. in, in how life is happening. And, and so my mind likes to, likes to flow chart everything or, you know, like <laughs> step by step, step one is, you know, do this, step two is do this, which is actually very linear thinking. Mm -hmm. And, and yet if it gets me to a place of, if it gets me to that state of being, or if it gets me to that energy mm -hmm. state, then, then why not? Right. So, so if you could describe it as a step by step, like what, what would you, what would you advise? Okay. What I love what you just said is that it's like getting a foot in the door. 
because that's what maybe is. It's like a bridge. It's a bridge from fear and negativity, and it could take you to a place of being more comfortable with, with what you don't know, right? Because ultimately we suffer because we think we know, right? We suffer because we think we know what's going to happen next. And that's where the pain is because we're afraid that things aren't going to work out. They're not going to be good. So what maybe does it, it allows you to put this little foot in the door of the unknown. And it gives you a little courage to hang out there. Courage that, that you might, you could hang out with what you don't know. So you could find the life that you want, or you could live a life of more joy or take more risks or just enjoy the moment. So there's this great exercise. My favorite exercise is actually the, in the first chapter of the book. And what you could do is you could write your biggest fear down. I'm afraid that I'm not going to find a new job. I'm afraid that my child's not going to get into a good college, whatever you're worried about in the moment and ask yourself. And, and what, and what the fear is, is, um, my child won't get into a good school and then my child's not going to have a good life. I mean, it's amazing the stories that we write from this, this one thought and you ask yourself, do I know this? Am I hundred percent certain this is going to happen? Do I know 100% that things won't work out, that they're going to be bad? And thank goodness we don't know. Like if you think about it, we want to know, but thank goodness we don't know, because if we don't know, that means life can change and things could get better. So after you realize, well, I don't know, this is definitely going to happen. I don't know that my biggest fear is going to come true. You start to write maybe statements down and first start really broad. Maybe everything is going to be okay. And maybe things will get better. Maybe the answer will come. Maybe I'll be okay no matter what. And then you write specific things down. Like if you're thinking about, um, getting a new job. Maybe I need to call my friend Joe at this, this firm I used to work at. Maybe I need to take classes. Maybe I need to think about doing something different with my life, or maybe I'll, I'll get a job tomorrow, or maybe that interview I had last week will work out. So you do these statements for 20 minutes and they sound really broad and some of them sound really specific, but what they do is they take you from this place where you're so sure that life's not working out and you're doomed and things will never get better. And all of a sudden you realize that life has maybe, there are possibilities for me. And what's so great about it too, you don't have to let that fear go in that moment. All you're doing is recognizing there's other possibilities other than that one fear. And then you get your foot in the door and then there's some sunlight and then there's some hope. And once you give somebody's mind some hope, things start to shift things start to change and you actually feel more relaxed in the moment. So you're present so you can enjoy what is, and you also have more hope for what could be. And that's what maybe does. And I I've seen people, they've gone from these really dark places to these open places. And I'm a big believer. Once you open up, life starts to change and it, and it's as easy as that, but you have to, you have to be willing to engage in the idea. And sometimes people have to sit for 20 or 30 minutes, writing those statements down. And then you get to a point that you don't really need it anymore. Like for me, sometimes something will bother me and I'll just say, maybe everything's going to be okay. And there I am. And the, and the light switch just goes up and the light is on. And then I realize I'm just projecting my fear into the future. And I have no idea what's going to happen next. And thank goodness I don't know, because that means things could change and get better. So that's really how I like to think about it in a linear way. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's funny how we like to reconcile the linear and right. non-linear yeah. because ultimately we're human. And so that's, it could be just how our minds operate. Mm -hmm. So, so from what you said, we, we can use maybe as this approach to, um, open up this place of possibility and from reading your book and also from what you've just shared, it seems like taking action is still necessary. 
in order to, let's say, find this new job or, you know, whatever it is, find a, find a, a good husband, whatever that looks like, right? <laughs> so how does getting this mindset of maybe connect to action? It's so interesting you say that because for me, I never thought that people would listen to the idea of maybe and feel like, oh, that sounds so wishy-washy because I'm very goal-oriented. I love goals. And for me, the reason why people don't move forward with their lives is the fear. They're sitting at home. They want to start a business, but they're afraid. How am I going to get clients? How am I going to raise money? So they do nothing and they never leave their job. Or I'm never going to meet anybody. Things are never going to work out. So they don't bother leaving the house. So for me, like maybe is the step before the action because it handles the fear because it lets you see that you don't know. You're afraid of something and you have no idea. And maybe your worst fear won't come true. And you could say, well, maybe it will, but maybe it won't. And maybe there are other things out there for you. And maybe you can raise money and, and maybe you can't think of every single problem you're going to have in this moment and you have to deal with what's in front of you. So for me, those maybe statements, they open me up and they, they quiet the fear and they let more hope in. So then I'm more likely to take action. So for me, the minute I'm in, maybe I'm out there, I'm out in the world, I'm moving, I'm doing all the things I need to do. And, and I find that people don't act in their businesses and people don't change their lives because of the fear. So it maybe gets you in that open field where you're actually seeing, I have possibilities in my life. And like I said, you give people hope, they're going to take action. So yes, you need a plan, but negativity and fear is what really prevents people from moving forward and maybe just turns that switch and all of a sudden you realize there's more out there for me. I like that. You give people hope and then they can take action. Yeah. And that maybe is a way to get a little bit more of that hope yeah. in, in their life. I always say maybe is hope without attachment, right? Because attachment means things have to be one way, right? But we could ha be hopeful and not be attached. We could say, okay, my life could happen many ways. Isn't that amazing just to sit here and say, there are so many wonderful, beautiful things that could happen to me in my life. And I just can't get so rigid about how it's going to happen. So it, it actually, you're more likely to stick with things if, if you have this, this idea of maybe. You just heard about how thinking life will happen in one way can really contain us and, and make us afraid. Coming up, you're going to hear one of Allison's stories and actually one of my favorites that shows just how this plays out. Do you have a story or a comment you'd like to share? I'd love to hear from you. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at All Possible Show. You can also connect with me directly at my own website, beingmypurpose.com. The superior audio quality on Mouth Media Network is powered by Sennheiser. And as a listener, you can receive a 25% discount on virtually any headphone, microphone, and other high-quality audio product available to purchase directly on the Sennheiser website. Just visit Sennheiser.com and enter the code MOUTHMEDIASEN, that's MOUTHMEDIA, S-E-N-N, at checkout. Allison, one of my favorite stories in your book is about how you approached what law school you went to. And I'm sure you have many other stories. What what struck me about this is that that I I and I think many people in our audience are very 
high achieving or we have goals, we have a certain way that we we see our future being all planned out and this is how we're going to achieve success in some way. And when it doesn't happen, you know, everything could fall apart. Can you share with us what happened and the the depth of of what you discovered? Yeah. I would I would love to share that story. Um because I was so addicted to certainty for most of my life, I made that the plan that most people make about what needs to happen for everything to work out, for everything to be wonderful, for me to be successful. And for some reason, I attached this idea that I would go to NYU Law School. And that was my ticket. That was my ticket to happiness. That was ticket to my success. And I worked so hard and there was no doubt in my mind, I was going to go to NYU Law School. And I just never thought of anything else. That was, that was how it was going to be. And funny enough, the day that um, they actually sent out their acceptances, I was in the city. I'd never been to NYU Law School. I never knew anybody that went to NYU Law School. But for some reason, I don't even remember why that, you know, why, where that story came from. And I called home. My, my dad had opened up the, uh, which I thought was the acceptance letter. And I had been, I had been waitlisted, and, which ended up being a rejection. And I remember asking my mom at that time, there were no cell phones or anything at the time, like, where's NYU? Where's NYU Law School? And I ran there and I just sat on the curb crying and weeping, weeping like my life ended. And for weeks, I did nothing. I actually let, I had gotten into some other law schools. I had let the acceptances lapse. I didn't go to a lot of my classes. If you saw me, you would think that someone had passed away. I mean, that's really how I was behaving at the time. And I remember one day someone came up to me and it was near the, it wasn't near the end of school, but it maybe was like springtime. And they're like, Allison, what are you doing after you graduate? And I realized I had no plan. I think in my mind, I believed that if I didn't get into this school, life was over. And there I was, I was breathing, I was still alive. And I think a lot of us, we don't see that in our lives. We get so fixated on something happening. We don't realize if that thing doesn't happen, we still have breath. And if we have breath, we have hope. And so in that moment, she's like, what are you doing? I was like, I have no no idea what I'm doing. And I went home and I actually spoke to my parents and I had gotten into Fordham Law School. And it was, I was living on Long Island. It was super close to the house. They had offered me a scholarship, which I, of course I left that lapse too. And I, I ran into the city that day and it was a few weeks after the deadline and I went to the admissions office and I begged and I said, please let me in. I explained what happened, maybe not, <laughs> I kind of explained what happened to them and they still had some spots and they let me in. And what's so interesting about that story is that so many beautiful things happen in my life because I went to Fordham Law School. I met some of my best friends to this day. They are my best friends today. I actually opened up my law practice with the help of, of some of the people that I that I met at the school. And I actually met my husband. He actually moved into the building that I was living at near the school, which I would have never lived in had I not been going to Fordham Law School. And what's so amazing about the story is that it it reminds me all the time that just because something happens different than we planned doesn't mean that it's not good and doesn't mean that it's not going to lead to beautiful things. And if we can remember that, we can remember that that minute we have that disappointment or that devastation that life has maybe. And if we have breath, we have hope and life will always keep changing. And so I always remember that because um, we don't know what's going to happen in life, but beautiful things are always around the corner. 
And so my story of not going to NYU ended up being a blessing. And, and funny enough, I ended up getting my master's of law at NYU. So I ended up there anyhow. Um, so my path was just different. There was, a, my destiny was to go to NYU, just not the, the time and place that, that I thought, I thought it was going to happen. Beautiful. I love it. The, yeah. It's all the synchronicity of, of, you know, you, you might not have met your husband, right? right? Yeah. If, if you had not chosen, and I think there, there's, there's still that you still took the action of looking at what other, you know, schools you could go to. Right. Um, you kind of got yourself out of the doldrums and actually, right. you know, still forged ahead. I think that's the, um, the the part for me that I'll take away is that the maybe this approach of maybe right. allows you to see that you know what you can still take all these actions and that it right. can lead to something uh, very very beautiful that you could not have planned for. Right, and we have to remember that because. We get very emotional when life doesn't go our way and we can become devastated. We can become frustrated and we could just turn our back on, on what's really being offered to us in the moment, right? Because that's not how, what I asked for. That's not what I expected. That's different. That's not what I want my life to be. But sometimes it's the most beautiful direction for your life to go in. And also have to say that the irony is that the, I got a job from Fordham Law School that actually paid for me to get my master's at NYU. Um, so I actually went there for free. <laughs> Even better. Even better. So, um, yeah, life has the unexpected. And if we could be open to it, sometimes it leads us in really wonderful directions. Why is it so hard to be okay with maybe an uncertainty? And and I say, I ask that because in my mind, I like, it brings me back to when I was a kid and maybe it was with my parents or maybe it's at school where people expect you to know if they ask a question, either I give them an answer <laughs> that's hopefully correct, mm -hmm. or I say, I don't know. And, and to me, the maybe sounds like I don't know. And I don't like that. So how do you how do you reconcile this very deep seated um, training or conditioning of right. of needing to know? That's such a good question. I think deep down we're afraid we're not okay. We're afraid we're not safe. We're safe. We're afraid we're not secure. And it's so interesting that you gave the example of being young because as parents we do that. We're we're so worried that our kids aren't going to be okay. We're so worried that life's not going to work out that we think that if we give them direction and we give them answers, those answers will carry them forward on the path that will make them successful. And we forget that sometimes these quick answers and these quick knowings, they, they force us to become someone else. They be, force us to become more like, like everybody wants us to be. And we become disconnected with our true essence, our true self. Because sometimes it's that not knowing the journey of being inquisitive, being creative, being open, being expansive. That's how we're going to connect to who we really are in life. So not knowing is the beginning of knowing. That's what's so interesting. Uh, but we're also afraid that that path's not going to end up in a secure place, a safe place, that we don't allow it. And that's why we're trained that way. So for me, you know, I, I have two children. And the maybe practice has been something as a parent. I practice so I don't walk around worried and stressed all the time that 
that their life's not going to go in the direction that I think it needs to go because I realize they have their own path and things happen. And so it keeps me very hopeful. And it also keeps me hopeful that, that, you know, I look at the world and there's terrorism and there's global warming. And I realize that my children are the future. And if I teach them to be maybe thinkers, if I teach them not to know, if I teach them to be open, that they're not going to shut down when they see a problem. I want them to see the world the way it is. I want them to say, yes, there are problems in the world. Yes, there are things that need to be changed. But if they're overwhelmed by fear and negativity, they're going to say, what can I do? But if they're a maybe thinker, they could be honest with it. You could say, this is what's happening. But I know my mother taught me that if I don't know the answer, that means things are still possible. That if I don't know what's going to happen next, that means I can make a change. So I think this way of thinking is so powerful because it gives kids strength and hope to persevere and to be resilient. So um, that's, that's how I think we have to train, we have to retrain our minds. So for kids, if you give them the maybe mindset early, then they're, they, they're in a really good space because they're going to live life with more openness and, and that, that field of all things are possible until I know otherwise. And as adults, you know, we have to work hard at it. We have to work hard. We have to realize that when we feel rigid and we start to reach and we feel like we're shutting down because we're so afraid that, that life's going to change. And if it changes, everything's going to fall apart. That's the moment where we have to remember the maybe. And I always say that things fall apart just until they come back together. So we just have to kind of try to retrain our minds, right? Especially in the world today. So that's how I see it. Hmm. It's interesting that you talk about children in that way because I, I think they they probably come in with more of a maybe mindset than, than adults. And if anything, we are the ones who yes. who kind of lock them down into yes. the you need to know and yes. and all of these things. So it's um, as as a mother to be, <laughs> I have to think about yes. Um, yes. how how to cultivate the the maybe openness mindset in myself before I can really um, share this with with right. a, a child. And we do it from love. We do mm-hmm. it from love because we think we'll keep them safe with all this knowledge. And sometimes what we're doing is giving them fear. So there has to be a balance, you know, and that's why I love maybe so much again, because it allows us, you know, I always say that we think that parenting is so painful because we're attached to our children. We are attached. We need them to be okay. But part of the pain is our fear of the unknown. That's really where a lot of the pain of parenting comes from, that we're so afraid we don't know the path our children will take. But, you know, maybe just it gives me the strength and resilience and hope every day, every day. And I, and I just hope that I've passed it on to my children in the right way. So I say maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Whether or not you have a business or a project that you care deeply about, coming up, you're going to hear about how you can apply the maybe mindset to what's important to you. Hey, everybody, this is Vikram Iyer, former advisor to President Barack Obama. Have you been opening your Twitter account or Facebook feeds or even just talking to families and friends and wondering what the heck is going on in this country? Well, it's not as bad as you think, but we're going to unpack that for you. 
Join me at the American Enough podcast on the Mount Media Network as we unpack the policies, executive orders, and daily kerfuffles that are shaping not just this administration, but the modern face of America's politics. Episodes available at AmericanEnoughPodcast.com and everywhere the best podcasts are found. And how can someone use this maybe mindset in a business setting and specifically when it comes to money? Because I feel like there's a whole nother layer of fear (laughs) that comes with money. I'm so happy you asked this question because this was my private practice, the maybe practice. I had no intention on sharing. I had no intention to share it with anybody. It was something that was making me feel better it was making me less stressed. I felt less worried. And it was good. I was good with it. It wasn't for anyone else. I never thought about sharing it with anybody. And then the 2008 crash happened. And I was doing a lot of business consulting at the time. I'd already left the law. And all my clients were freaking out because they didn't, their credit lines were shut down. They had less clients. They had debt. They had bills. And no matter what they did, the world had changed. They couldn't do things the way they were doing them before. And a, and a lot of them, they were, they were devastated. And I had this one client who had this um, beautiful store in Manhattan and he, he was a mess. He, he couldn't pay his, his uh, rent at his, on his home. He hadn't paid his lease in three months. He had very little clients and he was, he really couldn't figure out what to do. And I, you know, tried to go over with him, like all the possibilities and all the different things that he could do, but nothing I said mattered. I couldn't get through to him because he just saw the economy crashing and he was actually from France. He just wanted to pack up his bags and, and just leave. And I told him the story maybe about maybe. And after two hours, it was the only thing that mattered to him because it, it allowed him to kind of release from how thing, how the way he was, the way he was working his entire life, he realized that just because he operated in a big retail store his entire life, and that's how he did business, and that's how we knew it, maybe allowed him to see that maybe there was another way. And we went through a whole process, and I I explain it in the book, but within one day, through this idea of maybe, he was able to see, okay, maybe I don't have to file bankruptcy, and maybe I don't have to pack up my bags and go to France. Maybe there's another way to do business. And that was so interesting because he went from this, this linear places. I do, I've done business like this for 20 years and I've been successful. And now the world has changed. I must go out of business. But instead he said, life has maybe. So maybe there's a way that I can change, that I can change myself the way I think. I could change how I'm doing business and maybe I could fit into this new economy. And within a few weeks, he, he shut his um, retail store down. He decided that he was going to have an internet business. He moved to Brooklyn. And today, he is one of my most successful clients. I mean, it's many years later, but he has he's starting his own furniture line. He only sells online. He has a little showroom that he opened up in New York City. And it was just the idea of maybe that gave him the hope. And I think that's what happens in business. We get very comfortable doing business one way. And it makes us feel good. It makes us feel secure. Some of us have only one client. And it's a big client. And that client is where most of our revenue comes from. Or we, we, we market. We think marketing on Google is, is the way that, you know, we're always going to get clients and things are going to be great. Or this product we're selling 
is always going to be popular. But we know intellectually everything changes. You know, products come and go. Um, you know, where people are looking on the web for, for new ideas or for new products or new things that are happening, that changes. Um, everything changes. And so in business, if we can embrace this idea of maybe, we're not going to be rigid. We're going to see as the world changes, we're going to change with it. And so when we see we lost that client or, or our funding is different or our credit line is shut down, if we embrace this idea, we're not going to become fools. We're not going to say, oh, maybe I'm just going to sit back and life will change. No, what we say is I'm going to be in this open space. And in this open space, maybe I'm going to find something different to sell a different business. Maybe I could get new clients. It just allows us to kind of be where the world is instead of resisting it because there's no such thing as security. You know, we keep looking for it and it's not there. So maybe it's the safest place you're going to be because it allows you to hang out in this vast place of the unknown where the most possibilities exist. And my bet always, if you're going to hang out with more possibilities, you're more likely going to find your way. So maybe for me, it's the best business tool in the world because it allows you to change with the times without the fear and without the worry, without the stress. And you also become so present that you're going to see what you need to do next. So I, I recommend it. it. It's helped me out in business and all my clients. And um, I just think it's, it's a great mindset for the business world. I like how you kind of broke it up or maybe maybe in listening to you, my mind is automatically <laughs> breaking it up into the fact that this mindset allows allows someone to kind of move from a fear mode into into the creative idea mode. And and I'm sure there are studies out there that say that your brain like physically cannot function if you're in survival and fear mode. Like the prefrontal cortex is just not firing in the way um, that that it should in order to generate the types of ideas and and executive thinking. And so the fact that to me maybe in the way you described it means that you can be adaptable that you can see what is going on in your surroundings, can see the other ideas and then actually take action on them in order to evolve. If anything, it seems like it's a, it's an incredibly necessary skill to, to keep moving, keep moving forward, whatever that may look like. It, absolutely. And a lot of people in business, they, every day they're in survival mode. And they don't even see it. They're just trying to get by. But a lot of times they're trying to get by an old way of thinking, an old way of doing business. And to get out of that mode, to get out of that fear is to open up to something new. And, and maybe for some reason, it's just this, it, it's this platform. When you say it, when you say that word, maybe there's something else I can do. Maybe my thoughts are not true. Maybe I'll find another way. It's like you feel this release, like, oh, I'm not doomed. I'm not stuck. There's something else for me out there. Just that little thought changes everything for someone, and especially entrepreneurs who, for for some reason, they always feel like they're on the every day is like being on the firing line. And it's uh, it really it, it's life changing. It really is to live in a maybe mindset instead of a fear based mindset, and you become more successful. I've seen it over and over again. When you change that mindset, the quality of your life changes because you're not stressed all the time. You're not worried all the time. So that's number one. To me, that's the best thing. To live a day and not be stressed and worried for me is peace, harmony, and, and all I need. But, but then the second piece is you're more present 
because you're not fear. You're not in fear. You're not worried. You're more present. And you, you see things for more as they are in the moment and you're more open to what could happen in the future. And to me, that's, that's going to change your life experience, but it's also going to change your business experience. You're going to be more successful in business with this mindset. What happens if, let's say, I have two, two ideas or like one, one business where I'm just, or, or project, whatever it may be, where, or job, where I'm just trying so hard to make it work. And if I, if I use the maybe mindset, maybe I'll continue, maybe I'm, I'm figuring out all these different ways where this particular business will keep working for me. When is the point where you use maybe to, to make something keep working versus stepping out and saying, I'm going to create something completely brand new. It could, it might not relate to anything to what I'm doing right now. It may look completely different. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's like maybe a step beyond, beyond what maybe can, or maybe mindset can bring us. Does that make if sense? I'm interpreting your question <laughs> yeah. correctly, it, it's almost like, when do I know I need to make a change? Is is that yeah. like, when is yeah. it like, it's almost like, because you I, can rationalize maybe or the, to continue the status quo, maybe in more creative ways. Mm -hmm. And at what point do you then say, I'm going to let this go now. And then I'm going to yeah. switch to something completely yeah. different. So it's like, when do I close the doors? Yes. You know? And yes. you know, and sometimes it, it's really apparent. I mean, you're working and the business is not, it's like a bankruptcy situation. Like you're looking at your life and you're like, I'm holding on to something old. Maybe I need something new. Um, I can't pay my bills. I have no clients. Sometimes it's so clear and and you could see beyond the business because you're holding on to something that's old and you, you close the doors and move on. But here you seem to be saying, it's this idea that it seems to be going along okay, but am I working on something that might never manifest and I, maybe I need to take a new direction? And I think the first thing, and it, it's an excellent question because sometimes we do, we stay on stay with things for long periods of time, um, possibly longer than we should. But I truly believe that we hold on too long when we're afraid, where we hold on too long when we're in fear, when we think to ourselves, what will I be if I let this go? Who will I be if I let this go? I work so hard. How can I just abandon this at, at this moment? And it's the fear that I'm letting go too soon. Something's not going to happen. So I think that if we can remove the fear, I think we know the direction. And I, that's what, where I would use the maybe. It wouldn't be like this outer maybe where I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just keep going and going and going and going. It would be more like, what am I afraid of? Am I afraid that if I let this go, I'll never be successful? Or am I afraid that I'm working on something and I don't see the benefit, but I really want to continue? So those are the questions I would ask. And then I would do the maybe statements and I would really try to connect myself with what's really bothering me. And I think if you allow yourself to let go of the fear, you find the right answer. I think deep down, we know the, a lot of answers and sometimes it's time. Sometimes we stay at something and it's not successful. And that year gives us something else. It gives us, we learn things. Sometimes another opportunity is not ready to happen. And so I find that if you're not in fear and you're in maybe, these things have a way of working themselves out. You do need to make decisions, but I believe that you'll know when the time is right.
that that's how I feel about how that would that situation would would work out. I like that approach. <laughs> I really I really do. Speaking of time, another loaded <laughs> concept besides from money. How would you apply the maybe mindset for someone who's who's just so overwhelmed with all the things that they need to do with not enough time to do it, whether it's, you know, all the things on the to-do list for their job or for their business, or if like money depends on it, their livelihood, their rent depends on it, where time is like, they're just so afraid that they do not have time. How do you, how do you use the, the maybe mindset here? I'm not so sure that I would jump to maybe first on this one. I, sometimes people have too much on their plate. And that, that's just a reality. I mean, there's only so much time in the day that we have. And I think that we have to figure out what's most important to us. And so, yeah, we could use the maybe mindset to let go of the fear so we could become more in truth because sometimes we hold on to things in our lives, in our daily lives, because we're afraid, what, what will my life be if I let this piece of security go? What would my life look like if I didn't... Um, take on this other client. Like entrepreneurs have that a lot. They always feel like they never have enough clients. So they're always worried they're not going to get another one. Um, so I think we have to allow ourselves to, to look at our lives, look at our desires, look at our goals, see what we want and see what's overwhelming us and see what we're holding on to because we're afraid if we didn't have that one piece that life wouldn't work out. So you could use maybe in that sense. But I do think a lot of us, we take on too much because we're afraid that if we don't take that on, life's not going to be the way we want it to be. So you have to balance everything and, and it's all fear at the end of the day. It's, it's like, that's what we have to, to look at. And so I would, I would use maybe for the fear, but I'd also use my, you know, intellectual mind to figure out what I'm doing. And if, if it is too much, then maybe I have to release and remove some of the things from my, from my daily schedule. Hmm. Or maybe it's just not even necessary to do it. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> Maybe it's not important. <laughs> right. Yeah. We have to ask ourselves why we do the things we do every day. And like I said, if we do that without the fear, we're going to come to a better place within ourselves and we're going to make better decisions in our lives. Okay. How can our listeners get in touch with you and learn more about your work? Um, you can reach me at Allison at AllisonCarmen.com. My website is AllisonCarmen.com. My book, The Gift of Maybe, is available at all major uh, retailers online and as well as in the bookstores. And I also write for Psychology Today, HuffPost. And as I discussed with you earlier, I, I started my own podcast called 10 Minutes to Less Suffering. So there are a lot of places if people are interested in my work that they could find more about it and read about it. Beautiful. Allison, thank you so much for being on the show, for sharing your your journey and how important this gift of maybe mindset is for, for really every part of your life. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And for you, think of an area in your life where you feel like you're afraid of something and see how using maybe, writing down all these maybe statements can help you to connect to hope and keep that door open just a little bit more so that you can see what new ideas and new possibilities exist. And until next time, be on the lookout for all possibilities. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at All Possible Show. 
episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play, and our website, allpossibilitiesshow.com. This show is produced by Mouth Media Network, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. No portion of the show may be distributed or published without the expressed written permission of the producers. Thank you for joining us. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.